You're listening to the Chelsea Zerna podcast, a podcast that inspires conscious leaders to live meaningful lives and to get in touch with the deepest parts of the human experience. My name is Chelsea Zerna, and I'm an embodied leadership coach with the mission of rewilding the feminine back into society. Each week, I have a conscious conversation with best-selling authors, inspiring leaders, and revolutionary humans who aren't afraid of stepping into the unknown and exploring the greatest truths of life. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Chelsea Zerna podcast. I am here today doing a solo cast, and this episode is going to be on free will versus destiny. This is a topic that I think a lot about, and I'm sure a lot of you who listen to this podcast also have pondered a time or two in your lifetime. And today we're going to be diving into what free will is and what divine will is and what it actually means to evolve and awaken as we're going down, how we're moving through life and our relationship to life. Obviously, we can have a relationship to ourselves, but we also can develop a relationship to life itself, the thing outside of ourselves that we don't have control over. And there's a certain amount of of things that we have control over within our own lives, like our emotions, our responses to things, our own actions. But there's a lot in this lifetime that we can't control. And when we are looking at what does it actually mean to master the human experience, what does it mean to go through life and actually do it right, whether that even exists, right? And I I landed on this place of what does it mean to have free will? And I'm under the impression that we live in a world that is equal part free will, equal part destiny, And destiny is that overarching guidance that we feel inside, almost like this intuitive hit that we get in the world. That's like that pull that just kind of brings us into something and guides us into life's mysteries and lessons and soul contracts and the way that we create. And free will is our innate ability to say yes or no at any single moment in time to what our human self decides is best for us. So when we master free will, we essentially master the human experience and this third dimensional reality, meaning this time-space continuum. Third dimension meaning length times width times height. Everything in this world that we operate in and that we know operates, everything is in the third dimension. Everything exists in threes, where we're living right now as humans. And there is uh, a lot of people out there that say we can actually increase our awareness so much that we can perceive the fourth and fifth dimensions in this lifetime Uh, or like as our human selves. We can actually surpass just seeing the third dimensional reality. And... A lot of people even predict that COVID was a huge catalyst for a massive shift in awareness across the globe, because what it did was it brought everybody into our homes, into, I'd like to call it the chrysalis. Basically, we went into our cave, (laughs) and a lot of people went through a dark night of the soul, where... They lost their jobs. They were home with their husbands or wives and either it enhanced their marriage and they got pregnant or um, they 
they divorced, right? Or some people just fought a lot and they did not, none of those two things and they were just miserable. And some people were focused on other things, of course. Some people were focused on what they're going to do now that they don't have a job or that the world's economy is tanking, right? There were so many things that happened, but it brought a lot of people into the dark night of the soul. And usually the dark night of the soul is the first step to having an awakening because it forces you to dive into your darkness, to dive into your shadow and actually ask the question, what is it that I want? If this isn't it, or if this isn't working, is there something else? Because we can only stay in our shit for so long. And then we look at it and we say, well, maybe there's something better. or Maybe there's something different. And I think a lot of people ask themselves that question uh, from 2020 to, to now. People went and asked, okay, so what is it that I actually want to do? And I think that um, as we're going through the awakening process, that's the first step. The second step is exploring. Okay, what else is out there? And we go through this process of accepting and denying what is. Okay, this is true. This isn't true. This feels right. This doesn't feel right. And then we reach this place of having an identity shift. Sometimes that means an identity crisis. And we start discovering, oh, this feels right to me. This is who I am. This is who I've been suppressing for a long time. I didn't know this about myself. What does it actually mean to do this? And for me, I actually accepted the fact that I wanted to move to Mexico. And I had to go through an identity crisis and let go of the part of myself that really needed the United States security of having all the infrastructure, having the safety of living in the U.S. There's a lot of beauty that comes with the U.S., but there's also a lot of beauty that comes from leaving that place, and I had to accept that in myself. So as we're going along this journey, what we're doing is we're raising our awareness, and eventually we get to this place where we emerge out of the chrysalis, and then we start really living the life that we're meant to be living. And a lot of people, um, including me, went through a version of this journey. And some people are going to continue going through this journey throughout the next few years. Some people ign- like ignored that journey completely and they stayed in the first stage of the darkness, the dark night of the soul. And they actually didn't allow themselves to go through the soul searching journey to go through the identity crisis and the, and the identity shift. Some people just really were holding on tightly to the past and 2020 wasn't an accident. And it was, it was, it was perfectly aligned for all of us to live the exact life that we're meant to be living. And this is kind of where free will and destiny comes in. Because however, whatever perspective we choose over COVID is we can either say this is happening to me or this is happening for me. And ultimately, as we evolve in our maturity or even as we evolve as a human in our overall evolution scale as, huma- as humanity evolves into the next form of whatever it wants to be, um, we we go on this path of sovereignty and in the third dimensional reality, our journey as humans is to master our sovereignty, meaning mastering, taking responsibility fully for our emotions and our actions. And 
because our emotions have been suppressed for so long in the the regular world, <laughs> I'll call it, uh, in the I'll call it BC before COVID world. Um, we live in a world where people really fear talking about emotions. People fear vulnerability. Even though we all have the exact same emotions, people really get scared talking about them because they feel they're going to be rejected. They feel they're going to be not misunderstood. They feel they're going to be, you know, cast out from society of like, oh my gosh, I'm the problem in this world or whatever it is. And we haven't gotten to the point where, number one, we've been able to share our emotions. And number two, we've been able to take responsibility for our emotions and we've been able to emotionally self-regulate which after we become comfortable expressing our emotions and we realize, oh, this is normal, we all experience these things, we start accepting ourselves and are accepting our current state. And from that place, we learn how to self-regulate. If we don't accept our emotions and we repress them and we feel uncomfortable sharing them, we never even get to the place where we, we recognize that it's okay to have emotions and we never get to the place where we realize we're allowed to self-regulate. And we gain the tools to self-regulate. And so from the emotional sovereignty standpoint, that's the journey we're all on right now in society. We're moving from victimhood to liberation. And most people in this world, whether you realize it or not, live in a victim frequency. I'll say that I lived in a victimhood frequency, even though I was doing personal growth for the past 10 years. Uh, during COVID, that's when I actually learned what it meant to be emotionally sovereign. I was still calling my mom every few days, telling her about my problems, hoping that she'd listen and hold space for me. And all of my friends were basically, I had a lot of coaching relationships where I surrounded myself with tons of coaches. And for a while it was like, oh, I coach you, you coach me. And that's amazing. And that's exactly what I needed. And then there came, there came a point where I learned enough tools to be able to self-regulate. And my friendships became more about um, like fun and actually just like loving one another and obviously still sharing things. But it wasn't necessarily this coaching relationship where I needed my friends to coach me and they, and I, they needed me to coach them. And it was different. So up until COVID, I was still living in emotional victimhood. And I was always pretty sovereign in my actions, but when it came to emotions, I would say not so much. And luckily, our society is pretty masculine. And so from an action standpoint, a lot of people are pretty much sovereign, I would say, across the board. Obviously, there are a lot of people that are still reliant on welfare, you know, government programs, all of these things. And that's a whole another story. And that's just a journey of coming into both um, emotional sovereignty and sovereignty when it comes to actions. But for the most part, in America, we have a pretty good level of sovereignty when it comes to our actions. And so we've mastered half of the free will. And the thing is, our actions and our emotions are also really interrelated. So until we get to the place where we've mastered our emotions, we're not actually sovereign. Because let's say we're repressing our emotions, that means we're also taking actions that make us want to escape. 
right? We'll go to the bar and, and we'll drink in order to lower the, the boundaries around our emotions so that we can actually talk to people and have conversations. That's an example of not being emotionally sovereign and then taking action that mirrors that emotional victimhood. Uh, and that brings us deeper along the path of not being sovereign. So this whole journey that we're about to go on as a humanity is about sovereignty. And when we master our free will, which means we become emotionally sovereign, we essentially master the human experience. And this is where the magic is at. So stay with me for a moment. We get to choose what is right for us in this world. It's a gift. Animals, which live in a, another form of this experience, potentially a, a different dimension. They don't necessarily experience free will the same that we do. They are so guided by their instinct in such a way that actually limits their free will. And we're really unique because we have the ability to choose. We have the ability to, to, to decide. And with great power comes great responsibility. So now we get to practice listening. We get to practice hearing advice, hearing intuition, discerning if it's true or not, and then acting on it. So we're essentially, with, with our free will, we also get to master whether we want to choose based on the programming of our mind and everything that we've learned in our lifetime with the limited amount of resources that one human can actually come across in a single lifetime, or we also have the opportunity to listen and discern that intuitive voice inside. So when we master free will, we have the choice at also mastering uh, divine will. And this is like going beyond um, just our own choices. Because when we're, when we're in this, this space of free will, we get to choose whether we want to choose what's best for us or choose against ourselves, basically. We get to listen to that inner voice inside, the voice that I like to call destiny, and that, that path that's calling us forward, the path of least resistance. Or if we're still living in fear, we can choose, you know what, I'm going to drink tonight because it's going to make me feel better in the current moment. And we go against choosing... I want to connect with somebody because I trust myself and I know that I'm a confident human being and I actually enjoy connecting with people in a place that's not crowded with a lot of loud music and I actually want to go intimately. I want to touch the inside of somebody else's soul. That's super vulnerable and that is usually really scary for a lot of people and so alcohol is a beautiful way to create lower barriers. So this is an example. Uh, and the reason I'm using alcohol is because it's like the most widely used tool to gain confidence, basically. And it's like the most well-known thing that we do in America. And before 2018, I went out to the bars every single weekend because that's where I wanted to meet my soulmate. That's where all my friends hung out. That's where all the social activities happened. That's where basically... That, I didn't know life outside of that. And then in 2018, something radically shifted. That's kind of when I went through my journey of awakening, which I'll share on another podcast because that's a long story. But that's kind of where I started shifting. And that's when I started actually making 
the friends that I would call my lifelong friends now. And before that, I would say I had a lot of great friends that we all did the same thing every weekend, went to the bars and tried to meet men. And um, we weren't necessarily fulfilled even with each other. Like we weren't emotionally vulnerable. We didn't really share a lot of our lives. And when we did, it was more like complaining. And we thought that that was what it meant to be vulnerable. And as I shifted and as I became more aware of my own emotions and more aware of what it meant to go beyond going to the bars every weekend, I started making friends that I would call like my lifelong best friends that uh, were all on the same path, all kind of have very similar belief systems and were all really spiritual and really connected to, I would say, our divine mother, Mother Earth. And there's something really beautiful that happens when you connect with, I'm going to say, your mother. (laughs) And when you have kind of rejected your connection to Mother Earth for so long, it's kind of like living without a mother and not having the love of a mother growing up. And fortunately, I was lucky enough to have, you know, an amazing connection with my own mother in this lifetime. But actually wasn't connected with spirituality until 2018. Um, And I would say I wasn't connected with Mother Earth until 2018, which means I didn't understand that my cycles and the cycles of the earth were connected. I didn't understand how I could spend time in nature and learn about myself through animals and through plants. And I was just really disconnected. And Luckily, I found another path where I was able to connect so deeply to everything around me. And I surrounded myself with a lot of people who were also on the same path and discovering the same things or even way farther along than me and teaching me on these things. And that's it was so beautiful. And so coming back to free will and destiny, there's a lot of times where we don't really trust our inner voice or that voice of intuition, or we don't even know that it exists. And a lot of times, because we don't have a relationship, we choose to rebel against ourselves. And a lot of times we, when we're deciding or we're choosing things, what's right or wrong, what's good or bad for us, should I take this risk? Should I not take this risk? A lot of times we make these decisions based on what our mind thinks, which is fine to an extent, but our mind is conditioned based on the people and the environment around us. So it is reliable to the degree that we trust our conditioning and trust that the people around us and the environment around us was uh, perfect. And we all know that it's not. (laughs) And so we also get to develop this intuitive voice beyond the voice of our conditioned mind. And and as we evolve, we learn to trust that that voice of destiny is actually leading us exactly where we want to go. And we start to build this beautiful relationship that as we listen to it more and more, we realize that it's leading us to bliss and it's leading us to divine destiny. And it's leading us exactly where we actually want to go even if consciously we're not aware of it like we might think that we want to go to the bar and drink every friday night but there's a part of us that even deeper wants us to do something beyond that 
wants us to do something bigger than that, more intimate than that. And, and that's just one example, right? Another example would be we're at a job we hate and we go there every single day. And there's a part of us that's like, I want stability. I want security. I want comfort. And I want this job because it gives me all those things, even though I hate it. And there's another part of us that says there has to be something more. There has to be another path that I can make friends that I really love. I can be surrounded by people that are on on a path of joy. And I can do things with my career that actually bring me joy and bliss and that are actually aligned with the thing that I'm meant to do in this lifetime. But that takes following an intuitive voice of risk. There's no certainty. We're just listening to this little hint of something. And we're looking into this vast unknown of the future being like, can I trust this? Most people bow out in that moment. And they say, no, I can't. And I want security (laughs) and comfort. And that's okay to an extent. Everybody follows that voice at a different time. And there's no right or wrong when they do that. Other people say, you know what? I think I need to listen to this voice. There's something in me that's overpowering my need for security and comfort in this moment. And I just need to follow it. And that's when we start moving into this this place of destiny and we start breaking free from our free will. And I know it sounds counterintuitive, but when we start moving beyond our free will, when we start surrendering to divine will, we start living in another state, and I like to call it another dimension, which is moving beyond this third dimensional reality of time and space, and we start listening to something beyond. And then we start awakening our senses, and I like to call it, we start moving into this fourth and fifth dimension. And I'll just give an example. So I was a gymnast for about 20 years, and in gymnastics, we go through levels, level one, level two, level three, level four, level five, all the way up to level 10. And in gymnastics, for some reason, everybody skipped level four. And I was like, why are we skipping level four? Why does everybody go straight to level five? And level four was kind of like this liminal space, like this holding space. It was kind of the place that you went where you were ready to be serious about the sport, but you were too... Uh, scared to do a lot of the 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 bigger skills like back handsprings and so you weren't necessarily ready for the big leagues which is level five I mean it's kind of the most basic version of the big big leagues right you go level five six all the way to ten and then you go to the elites and then you go to the olympics if you ever get to that place and so most people when they're ready they're ready And they go all in and they go right to level five. And I like to think of the same thing that's happening in the third dimensional reality as we're awakening to the, let's say, fourth slash fifth dimensional reality. Some people, yeah, they they go into the fourth dimension because they're not necessarily ready, which means they start awakening intuition and playing with these things. And they start going into this um, place of, oh, I'm starting to think about other things that other people are thinking about. Maybe I have like these, you know, six senses or something. 
right? And we all have the ability to be psychic and we all have the ability to, there's like this thing called the collective consciousness and we can tap into that and we're all kind of thinking and feeling the same things at the same times. And we start realizing that we're all operating in these same cycles and it's a collective consciousness. So we start tapping into this place and we're kind of aware of it and kind of not. Some people, when they go through the awakening process, it happens so quickly and so intensely that they get shot right into this fifth dimensional space. Some people don't. Some people, you know, they go through this, this, this liminal space, right? So when we're talking about evolving, a lot of people don't even mention the fourth dimension because a lot of people go, they're, they're, they're in the third and then all of a sudden they go right to the fifth dimension. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, it doesn't, it's fine. Um, but if you do have an idea of what I'm talking about, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Oh my God, I get it now. And um, basically, just to break it down a little further, we all have this ability to awaken more of ourselves and to come more fully alive. And there's this theory that we are all living in the shadow of our world. So if you think of the sun, and how it casts a shadow at certain, let's say if it's like 10 p.m. and it casts this really big shadow, 9 p.m., a little bit less of a shadow, 8 p.m., all the way until we get to noon, and it's actually the place where there's no shadow. There's a theory that um, as we awaken, you know, it's called the dark night of the soul, the first stage, and it's kind of where we have the biggest shadow. And most people are living in the shadow of their lives. And as we, the sun gets higher and higher and higher, there's more and more and more and more awareness. The sun gets casted so much that it's actually at noon and there's no more shadow. And we're actually living in full light, full awareness. And in order to get to that place, we have to acknowledge and work through all of our shadows. And so we're living in these places and it's almost like we're turned around facing the shadow. And as more and more and more and more of ourselves become alive, we start looking more into the light until we're directly facing the light in full awareness of actually what's happening in this world. And most people don't want to turn around. Like the light is a lot to handle. It's like most people don't actually want to look at it, even though they think that they do. Oh, I want to experience bliss and joy. Well, it's not as easy as just turning around and experiencing bliss and joy. Sometimes if you turn around too quickly, you get sunburned and blind by the sun, right? So there's a process of actually doing this. And that means you actually need to work with your shadow, move through your shadow, you know, the reason that I was calling my friends all the time and they were all coaches and we were coaching each other was because there was so much shadow coming up that we needed people to work through that with us. It wasn't like we could just turn around into the light and, oh my God, we're fully healed. We're fully present. We're fully alive. We're able to handle all the light that actually exists in this world. Like, no, not really. Um, and actually like saying no to the bars and quitting the job that I hated and all these things. In those moments, I had to actually choose 
to take risks, listen to that inner voice. I had to choose to handle my emotions. I had to choose to be like, I can actually connect with people intimately without alcohol, without escaping. Those were all choices that were me choosing the light over the shadow, me choosing the risk and choosing to follow my intuitive path versus choosing the path of comfort and safety. And that is part of the process of choosing the light. And at the end of the day, there are so many layers of this, of actually choosing, oh my gosh, you know, I'm in a conflict right now and it's really scary facing this. It's actually easier to not be friends with them. So I'm not going to. That's choosing the shadow. Oh, wow. This person cheated on me. They did this. They did this. They did this. I'm going to actually confront them about it and I'm going to talk with them through it. And if it's not them, I'm going to talk to other people until I've healed that fully within myself to where I totally forgive them and I love them, actually. That's choosing the light. And that is not easy. And most people don't want to do that, right? And so that's why when we master our free will, what we're doing is actually mastering choosing the things that are good for us. And we're actually choosing to listen to that divine will which means choosing to listen to that intuitive voice and surrender our free will. So in my opinion, when we master free will, what we're doing is actually surrendering and giving it up. And it's not like surrendering in the way that we fall into victimhood. It's actually we have chosen to trust the game of life so much that we've surrendered our free will and we're listening to that intuitive voice because we've built such a strong relationship to it that we can actually fully trust and surrender into it and know that it's bringing us exactly where we want to go. And that's the process of awakening and moving into this next level of living next level of reality. And yeah, most people don't won't get there in this lifetime. I have a feeling that COVID was a massive catalyst to this. And so there's a lot of people that are out there like wondering what is happening right now. And they're in that liminal space. They're like, I know something is happening. I don't exactly know what it is. I want to dip my toes in the water, you know, and more and more people are going to get drawn down this path, whether they realize it or, or not. You know, there's, there's so many ways that people can go through this path. So they can, they can start doing mindfulness. They can start doing personal growth. You know, I started off with Tony Robbins and Gary Vaynerchuk. Now, I don't necessarily listen to them as much. There's other avenues that I like to go down that are more feminine in nature. But in the beginning, for sure, that's what I was listening to. And that's what I needed. And that's what I wanted. And just mindfulness, like clearing out the mind. You know, clearing out the programming and the conditioning and all the bullshit, looking at the way that we are wired and programmed and just reprogramming our operating system. That's stage one. That's step one. And that takes working with coaches. It takes working with psychologists or with, you know, there's so many different ways. Some people dive into plant medicine because our plants are they've been around for longer than any of us and they hold so much wisdom yeah for sure like celery and those types of plants but then you can move into the master plants and when you start studying with the master plants those are the plants that have gone they've been here longer than any of us and they hold all the wisdom in the world like like a basic like a very gentle one is like santa maria or weed <laughs> right obviously you know it's starting to get legalized more and more places around the world i don't really you know, work with it that much, maybe once or twice a year. But when I do, I do it in really ceremonial settings. And I respect the plant medicine so much so that it gives me so much wisdom. And I actually, I think I created a contract 
with Santa, the spirit of Santa Maria, like lifetimes ago, where uh, I have to write at, like pretty much for 12 hours. So I know that it's like an entire day ceremony. I set an intention and I actually intentionally work with the plant spirit and I write and write and write for about 12 hours. And I, I don't allow myself to get distracted. I don't allow myself. I kind of fast the entire time too, um, because I don't want any other plants interfering with the plant of Santa, the spirit of Santa Maria or any other sort of food basically um because that's the the plant that i'm choosing to work with so i have like a deep contract i'll say with the the plant spirit of santa maria and so for me that was actually my catalyst for my awakening was i took an edible and i had no it was my first time ever doing that i had no idea this was back in 2018 i'll save that story for another day but for me that was my catalyst to my awakening it was the most life-changing day of my life and um, so, yeah, plant spirits are a way that some people awaken. Um, intimacy is another place that some people awaken. Ha- people can have sexual awakenings. If you've ever heard of kundalini awakening, um, the kundalini is the energy that usually lays dormant for most people. It sits at the base of the spine. Some people can awaken that through a traumatic car accident where their energy gets rocked, right? They can do that through sex where their energy is also getting massively awakened through a partner that they love and trust so deeply that they're able to surrender and open and the kundalini just starts rising in the body. Some people, you can awaken the kundalini so many different ways, but sexual awakening is another way that people can become more fully alive and intimately connected to other people and therefore intimately connected to life and spirituality. Some people think that sex and spirit are two totally different things and religion has created a separation between these two things. And that's not the case. Actually, sex, sexuality and spirituality are so divinely connected that it's almost wild that it's not talked about more. And I understand that in the church, they're on this path of um, abstaining from sex. And, you know, that is another practice of spirituality is it's the masculine path, which is to abstain, like fasting, um, not having any sex, not having any food, not having any pleasure, not having any. Um, some people live in a dark room, or let's say these monks like live in caves. They they remove sunlight. So the path of removing things from your life is a path to spiritual awakening, but it's more of the masculine way, and the feminine way is actually the opposite, which is a way like putting yourself in the the most divinity the most expansion the most um connection and and that's the path for me that i am choosing in this lifetime and i think that um you know balance is obviously great for everybody but yeah i think over time religion kind of adopted some of these things and then it got warped and so now sex is super shameful in, in religion. And so I think like now I think religion just doesn't necessarily serve uh, for me a purpose anymore. I, I'm basically allowing myself to use different things from each religion and take the best things from everything. But ultimately, it's, it has nothing to do with religion. It's obviously so much bigger than that. 
And there's so much more to life um, once we start awakening these parts of ourselves. And religion sometimes suppresses a lot of these things because it's it hasn't necessarily evolved. And that's okay. So yeah, there's so many different ways that people can go down these paths. And I encourage you to choose the one that's best for you. And there's no judgment, whether it's religion, whether it's psychedelics, whether it's sexuality, whether it's meditation, whether it's... Um, you know, ecstatic dance or whatever it is, just allow yourself to experience all of it and find out what works from you and try to do it from a place of non-judgment. Because the minute you judge it is the moment you reject it and the moment you're no longer open to it. And that's when everything, that's when you're limiting yourself from actually experiencing what it actually means to know yourself fully and allow yourself to experience the world fully. And um, sure, you can have... Um, I would say do everything with total uh, trust in that intuitive voice because your intuition will know. And obviously, you know, there's some people in this world that they find that their path is psychedelics and then they go deep down that rabbit hole and then they go down the shadow of that rabbit hole, which is addiction. So this is where they go back into the escapism and it's just basically doing the same thing that they were doing before they awakened and now they're doing a plant medicine and calling it spiritual. Again, that's not it either, right? Or they do that with sex. Anything that's escapism is not bringing you towards the path. So this is like having the utmost awareness and the utmost understanding of um, yourself and how it experiences the world and what actually opens you up to more awareness and that at the end of the day it's about having more awareness and doing it in ways that your intuition is guiding you to so uh, if you have any questions obviously reach out to me at any time my instagram is at chelsea zarna my website is www.chelseazerna.com. I'm the only one that has my name spelled like this in the world, so you can easily find me, C-H-E-L-S-A-E, Zerna, Z-I-R-N-A. Um, also, it's the name of this podcast, so if you found this podcast, you probably can find me everywhere. Um, so feel free to reach out. I'm happy to talk with you about this. Continue listening to this podcast. You'll probably receive so much just through the transmissions that um, are from this podcast, either in my solo casts or with amazing people that I invite onto this podcast. I would love if you liked, subscribed, and shared this podcast. That would mean so much for me. You can leave a comment. And if you screenshot your comments and email it to me or send it to me through social media, I'll also give you a 40-page PDF of how to find your purpose that I spent a long, 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 long time building um, when I was going through my awakening. And that really helped me. Um, and I created it right at the time that I was leaving IBM. So it's like the consciousness of that where I was at in my life is perfect if you're on that stage of your life right now. So go ahead and message me and thank you so much for listening.